The following presentation was recorded live by the Jewish Ethics Institute. What I'd like to talk about in the context of wondering um, what happened on Friday um, at the, in New Zealand, also a lot of, uh, in general, how uh, we as Jews should relate to um, various tsaras, you know, uh, that are going on in the world, many things that are happening in other communities, things that happen in our community, we have national tragedies um, in general. It also does relate somewhat to to Pesach also, there's a, there's a lot of discussion, I think we once discussed it here in the past, which is, you know, we don't, supposedly there's a medrash that says we don't, uh, people say that the reason we spill out the wines when we say the makot, we say the plagues, is even when our enemies are suffering, um, we, we want to show that we're, we still, in a certain sense, empathize with them, um, or sympathize with, meaning that there's still, we can't enjoy when our enemies are suffering. Actually, interestingly enough, um, there was a terror attack um, I think it was Sunday morning, this past Sunday morning, um, in Israel, two people were killed, and the Palestinians, as usual, were celebrating by handing out sweets in the various cities. There was videos posted online of, you know, um, they celebrate usually when Jews die. That's part of their, their, I guess, their culture, you could call it, in, the, in those areas. What's interesting, someone posted last night, they shot, they, last night, um, in Israel, they caught they, they caught the guy. It took him a few days, but they found him and he was hiding out. I think he's a 19 year old kid, and they they killed. You know, they had a firefight. They killed him. So there was an Israeli handing out sweets after the guy was killed. And uh, so someone posted. The, I mean, it actually was a news story, and they posted. It's like, taking a poll. Do you think it's right? Should we be celebrating or not? So, so I wanted to address that. I was planning on giving this class before they saw that video, but but um. The the question is meaning had a, the concept of empathy and it's very relevant also to medical ethics in the sense of as physicians sometimes rabbis we have to um, um, we we the question is how much when you're dealing with a person a patient who has uh, is going through a, a serious situation how does it work do you empathize with them do you sympathize the difference between sympathy and empathy is it a good thing because in a certain sense, you have to be careful because if you get too involved in their emotional pain, it could affect uh, how you how you doctor and how you treat them. So you need to know, meaning, is there a separation between the professional part of it, of scientifically treating them, so to speak, with um, medically and becoming, uh, and getting involved in the pain with the family and the patient. Or do you leave that to the to others? So it's an interesting topic. Um, I don't know all the answers, but I w I'd like to start exploring it and try to figure something out. We did we did do a similar topic in 2003, I believe. Okay. So, so in case you remember from them. Um, okay. So the, so the start, the, the original source for this is, believe it or not, from here. It's from. Um, Joseph itself. One of one of the things that we're going to see, um, which is which I think is is um, something worth discussing. Also, yeah. It's very fortuitous because yesterday was Saint Joseph's Day. Mm -hmm. Okay. What 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 is Saint, Saint Joseph's Joseph. Day? I don't know. Some 
Yeah, for Catholic. the hospital and fundraiser? No, it was, it's some Catholic day, oh, St. Okay. Joseph's Day. It started on Simcha Joseph Day. That's it. <laughs> um, so, so, as we're going to see, it's a, it's, a, it's a very interesting thing. Um, also, the concept, again, we'll, we'll get when we see it more inside, but of, in Judaism, of, in this case, what's happening here is we legislate emotions, which is a very strange thing. Um, most other legal um, systems, you can't legislate emotions. In Judaism, we find many times that there's legislation you know, love God. There's a, one of the 630 commands is to love God, fear God. Um, there, there's a various emotions and jealousy, etc., that are legislated in the Torah, which is a funny concept. How could you legislate emotions? So something is also discussed, because if we're going to say there's, a, there's and it seems like there's halachas in the Shulchan Aruch, really, where it's telling you you have to empathize. You're obligated to empathize. What does that mean? How do I, how do, how do you legislate an emotion? So, very important. It's also relevant, I think. I mean, okay, we'll get there. We'll talk about it a little later. So, so let's start with the verses. Start from the Torah as usual. So in the, in the verses in the Torah, this is in, I didn't put the chapter here, but I think it's chapter 41 in Genesis, um, where it's discussing, yes, chapter 41, verse 50. So this is, so to speak, this is at the end of the story of Joseph and his brothers. Um, no, sorry, wrong. Actually, the beginning of the story, after he gets out of prison, um, so this is the parasha, parasha Miketz, where Pharaoh has his dreams. Later on in the parasha, uh, Joseph marries someone, different midrashim, exactly who he married. Um, but he has two children. And this is taking place, um, when the Torah is talking about it, as we know, there was a major seven-year famine in Egypt. Okay, so the, the context is, Joseph is giving birth to his two sons, um, the Torah mentions that the first time. The Torah mentions here, and I'll read in the Hebrew. You can follow along in English. It says, Well, Yosef, you lad shnei banim. To Joseph was born two sons, biterem tovo shnatarav. Prior to the years of the famine. Asher yoldelo, who birthed to him, asnat bat potifera kohen on. That was the name of his wife. Again, questionable who she is. We're not going to get into that here. But... Uh, <coughs> But uh, the Torah, as we know, we, we like to believe that the Torah is And the fact that the Torah is stating here that Joseph gave birth to these two sons prior to the famine is coming to teach us some message here. Um, so on this verse, it's not really on this verse, there's a, there's a tractate in, in Tanit, Tanit, which is actually very apropos, today's a day. So the tractate Tanit is the tractate about fasts, okay, and uh, discusses when we fast. Um, in Judaism, we, at least in the old days, thank God times have changed, but we fasted very often, very often. Any little thing that happened in the community, there was no rain, you fasted, there was uh, you had a fight with your wife, you fasted, you had, whatever it was, you fasted for various aspects of, of tzarot, communal tzarot or individual tzarot, yes. Yeah. The next two lines said Joseph called the name of the first one Manasseh, and the second yeah. one he called the farm. This is the only time I've seen where the, the the man named the children. Usually, the woman names the children. 
That's a good, good point. I'm assuming it has to do with the, the names have to do with his past. They, they represent Joseph's historical past. Um, but uh, I didn't know only women, uh, usually it's a fight who gets yeah. to name the child. But, but mm-hmm. Alan is right in the Torah for the most part. It's the, 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 the mother named okay. the uh, children. Okay. Yeah, the more than any. Thank you for coming, man. Sorry, there's no coffee. Good morning, good morning. <laughs> so, so okay. So that's a side point. Two names of children. That's a that's a very uh, political question. I'm not going to go there. Who uh, the man or the woman? In in uh, interesting in the Haredi world today, there's like a system. I think I don't know if it's like that or other. Communities, meaning the first one the the wife gets, the second one the husband gets, third one is like a whole system. <coughs> you keep the rules this way, you avoid the political uh, having fights with your mother-in-law. And, uh, um, okay, so so the so the Gemara, um, the fascinating Gemara again in Tractate Tanit, which discusses um, learns halacha from this pasuk. Let's see if I can find it in the original because I don't know this translation was from a long time ago. I want to make sure I got it right. So it says here like this. If I can find it. So again, it's talking about various fasts of the communal fasts. Um, there's a lot of halachot relevant to today, but we're not going to we're going to skip them. 11a. I can't find it. Might be um, and he from Shelley. Well, I should have done something. I think so. By the way, just as an aside, today's fast is one of the most lenient fasts. I mean, if someone at all is not feeling well or has any weakness, or if you're pregnant or nursing. You should. You don't have to fast. Okay, so um, I can't find the Gemara inside for some reason. This must be a wrong source. It's not an 11a. It's, oh, that's what I was reading. 11b. Here we go. Good morning. Okay, good, morning. Go. good morning, Jimmy. Good morning. How are you doing? Good morning. So it sounds like this. Says, um, good morning, kind of sir. Jimmy. Simon. Simon. Morning. Jimmy. So, so again, amongst the thank you, man, amongst the discussion here, various reasons to fast discusses um, about fasting during fat times of famine. Um, and it uh, praises those who fast during times of famine. By the assumption, I guess, it means even if you have food, you have to, um, I guess, even if you have your own food, um, you have to uh, empathize with the others. So Rish Lakish makes a statement here. It's on your second paragraph on the page. Summary Shlakish. So it says, besides um, being stingy on your food during famine, it says a person should not have marital relations, um, should hold back in marital relations during times of famine. Um, says the Talmud, how do we know this? Says Rish Lakish, how do we know 
this is true. Where do we know? What's the source for this? From Yosef. Shemar, as we read just now in the verse from Yosef, says in the in the Torah, Yosef Yulat Shnebanin Biterem prior to the years of the famine. So again, why is the Torah telling us that irrelevant information when they were born, prior to the famine, after the famine? Why is that relevant to anything? Um, so he's understanding from that. The Torah is telling you that during famine time, when the, when there's a communal, uh, uh, I don't know what the word is, tsar, when the community oh. is is uh, is facing some travesty, some problem, some tragedy, so you have to um, also hold back. And that one of the ways of holding back is um, not. I think I insulted him. Um, not not. Um, not uh, not having marital relations. Oh, okay. he, caught, he caught his thumb in the door of my car. He's going to get some ice, I think. That's a lawsuit. Oh, yeah. Door the car what? He caught his thumb oh. in my car door. Oh. It's, it's on his blood is accumulating. There's nails going to hurt. Oh. Okay. I forgot a paper clip and an alcohol. You're the paper. surgeon. You can do it. Okay. Speaking of empathy mm-hmm. for others, no, others' pain. Okay. We're not talking about medical procedures, though, but having empathy for the pain of others. We are. That's, That's what we're Okay, so again, so the source he's saying for this uh, concept is from Joseph, as we see here in the Torah, and that is why the Torah is mentioning this concept that uh, of, of uh, that he had the children prior to the famine, to let you know that during famine times you should not be having children, and as an aside. Quite, quite a jump. Isn't that fascinating? Yes. Yes. Right. It's like 100%. he had two children before the famine, which means that yeah, he was, they, were, the they were conceived perhaps years prior to the famine. It couldn't be that many years. He was just these, released these from jail. Not, there's not twins. No, 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 I understand, but I'm saying it so wasn't years. years. No, because years. he just got out of jail. It was only could, the most it could have been was seven years. Sometime during the seven years. It's years. Yes. Yes. It so from the fact that he had years to produce two children, and they happened to just from a timeline perspective, happened to be before the famine, there's this massive jump to then so say right. so in the future, it's like saying 9-11, yeah. and now a decade later you should not have sex with your wife for uh, for years because there was 9-11. No, 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 it's like, no, 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 what, no, what no, jump no, is what? there? No, it's not, during the During the famine, doesn't mean after. No, but the, this was prior to the famine. Yeah, yeah, but that's right. So if, if someone were no, to No, no, this was not prior to, the statement is made after the famine. The but Torah is telling I you. Not, so let me explain. It's a valid point. I, I agree. It's hundred percent. I was born jump. before 9/11. Therefore, no one should have no, sex no. after 9/11. What the? But the question is like this. You're hundred percent right. They shouldn't be having sex during the 9/11 event. But yeah, after yeah, yeah. No, but he's saying it's still it a jump. Say that. It's yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course yeah, it does. This is Talmud. Why? Why? People get so worked out, up. Because there's a whole okay, so medrash on, on this I, thing, and it's the, the, the so let's get to it and explain. I think AOC is right. We should not have children. That's what I'm getting to. We're getting to this. 
by the way, I'm getting to it. It's important here. <laughs> it's a valid point. So, so Ron is making the I the only one that's going to say it makes sense? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> so well, let you. me explain here. So first of all, it's not... I don't know, we're not discussing the intention of Joseph. Joseph might not even have known the seller. Of course he did it. Yeah. So let me explain. <laughs> so the way I understand it, and it's a valid point you're making, is that the f the f we have a, a principle in halacha, which is the Torah doesn't mince words. God's assumption is God's writing these words. Why would he include these words? There's a message for us in these words. There's nothing to do with what Joseph did, he didn't do, that's not the point. The point is Hashem is telling us here, if you believe Hashem wrote the Torah, so he's giving, he's give, putting in a whole extra well, sentence here. What are they write the Torah. Okay, great. We know Moshe wrote the Torah maybe okay. from Hashem. <laughs> <laughs> oy, oy, oy. One second. Okay. So so now the the point being is so whoever wrote the Torah, okay? <laughs> Chocolate Chip wrote it. Do you do so this when you when, when they pick up the Torah? Never. Never do that. Okay. Why would I? There's no such uh, of course the community does it. Not true, it depends on your community. Gentlemen, yeah. well, I don't know about what you're Give community. the rabbi a chance to speak here. <laughs> That's by the way, I don't know if there's a source for it. <laughs> I'm not sure there's a source for this, by the way. That's besides it doesn't me. matter. It's, it's just oh, not a matter of that. It's a matter of Zoratarash. Yeah. Okay. So. Pihashem <laughs> Yarmushem. I usually don't get a headache on fast days. I'm stuck. Yeah. <laughs> The the uh, the point is like this. So again, so since there's extra words here, we need to figure out why. What is these ex? What is it coming to tell us? That's all the issue is here. So Mishlach is saying there's a message here. The message is the Torah is specifying. By the way, don't have kids. Don't have not don't have kids. Don't have sex during years of famine. Right. That's the message Mishlach is learning. Nothing to do with Joseph. Joseph might not even that wasn't his attention. He didn't even know. Maybe he, he actually did know there was going to be a famine. But that's that's not. I'm not sure the point is. We're saying that's what happened here. You understand what I'm saying? Is we're saying there's a message in these extra, in an extra sentence in the Torah. Rishlakish is deriving from the message in the extra sentence. This is the message the Torah is trying to give to us. Is during times of famine, you shouldn't be having kids. By the fact it's telling us the the uh, what, what am I looking for? The timeline of. Joseph's giving birth. Okay, but not that that necessarily was his intention. That's that's not that's a sign that we're not describing the story. We're understanding. We're we're deriving a law from extra words in the Torah, which is done throughout the Talmud. Well, then it's pr okay. probable that you're only allowed to have ch kids with a non-Jewish words mm -hmm. of the Torah. It's right there. It's not extra, those are what That's the story. I sent it to the daughter. Okay, okay. We also, Joseph was a redhead. He married a redhead. What does that have to do? He was He married a redhead. That means everyone has to marry redhead. Maybe. Exactly. But it doesn't say redhead. My point is, we have an extra sentence. This is the way, listen, Manny. We're not getting all the messages. We're doing just this one message. You need to start learning Gemara. Then you'll understand the principles of Talmud. We're learning racial issues of opinion. Yes, hundred percent. Yes. Well, it is an odd thing because it would be one thing if you were, you had money and you continued eating and drinking and made a show of it while everyone else was starving. But to connect having children, I mean, that's what they're saying here. To connect having children during a famine prior. You're uh, not supposed uh, to bring more mouths to feed when not having children. Or not right. Having not having children, children as a sign of being in um, sympathy with the rest of the community. It's not. It's not. An, 
doesn't necessarily follow. I mean, so I don't see the logic of it. Why shouldn't you have a child as a family? Yes, there may be more mouths to feed, but if the community say threatened by extinction, why wouldn't you try to preserve? Oh, okay, so, so that's I mean, really that's we're getting to AOC's yeah. comment, which is a question that is an obvious question. Which I'm surprised Ron didn't ask it, which is what's the proof? Maybe exactly. he, he knew there was going to be a famine, therefore he said, like AOC, we can't, uh, the world's going to be destroyed in 12 years. The world won't exist as we know. <coughs> um, right. So therefore, we all have to should stop having right. children now, because we don't want our children growing up in this terrible right-wing uh, world. Right. So, that, that's, so that might be the reason for Joseph. So it's a very good point, which we'll address at a later uh, Class, as to know, meaning what is the Jewish view on population control? That's, a separate, that's why I put both on top here. There's two questions, the empathy and population control. Because you could have interpreted Joseph's actions from the extra words as not as an intention of of uh, nothing to do with empathy, as, as we just said that you, as empathy for the population that's starving, but more of an issue of, it was like people in Venezuela now. If I was in Venezuela, I probably would not have, would not be uh, um, having marital relations, nothing to do with the fact that I, that I uh, feel bad for the population, but I don't want to bring up my kids. And then I don't want to have kids in Venezuela. Well, I wouldn't be screwing Maduro. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little different. Okay. So that's the side point, which we, it's valid and we have to address that. How do we know that population control is not the point here? Mm -hmm. How do we know it's empathy? So that's there's two options to understand. We so that's a very important question. No, if it's... Uh, Population uh, uh, empathy or, or sympathy, whatever you want, with the, the community that you're not going to have the pleasure of sexual relationships with your wife on that day because of of uh, it's not one day. It's for seven or years. because of uh, sorry. This was seven years, not one day. Yeah, I know, but we don't know whether it's because of the, the suffering while they have uh, while they're having floods in uh, Nebraska at the moment. Okay, that's you question. Do it in sympathy with the community, or you do not do it because Seven years. It's a, I don't know which one it is, and it looks like I'm it's not sure sympathy. Two options. He's gonna, he's, You're talking he's about feeding mouths and things of that nature, okay? Yeah. Well, let him get to it. I'm trying to figure what out the what's the point, yes. Right, so that's the question. That's what we're here for. Everyone needs a coffee. It's got, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't, Reish Lakish did not imply that. Yes, well, instead. That's, so that's that's, that's the question, what, Shelley. What, what's your second option? I want to hear your, Manny, what is your second option? One is empathy. What's your other option? Uh, the other option is, uh, well, I was saying that uh, as a community, uh, care for uh, mouths to feed or uh, whatever it is like that. But the other one, uh, okay. uh, that, that is not the same as yes. sympathy yes. for the community. Oh, right. That's the population control. And this one yeah. is not the population. Well, Rich Lakish is not saying that, 100%. Not the population. So that was the question. That's what he's saying. Yeah, so I was actually kind of asking the right, which is, well, seven years. why is it empathic to not have children when people starving? I mean, if, if you're starving, why do you perceive that as someone's being empathic with you by not having children? That's what I'm, I'm guessing. Why, why is that a sign of empathy? As opposed okay, so that's, a good, that's also a good question. What do you mean? You're saying sex is not... Uh, what are you saying? What, I'm not sure. I'm saying, yeah, I, I, we're all starving, right? And Joe Blow has a child, gets pregnant. The Am I construing that as a sign of lacking empathy from no, my so that's So that's going to be that's a good question. Is it the children part of it, or is it the having sex children, part. or is it the sex part? That's yeah, I mean, a good question. Yeah, so you discussed that. The yeah. There is, by right, the way, a medical corollary of this. During malnutrition, 
So even if, so if it's the having children rather than the relations, uh, that kind of fits with the science because a malnourished person, like in Venezuela, where they've all lost a, an average of 20 plus pounds, uh, you, you don't get pregnant even if you have relations. That's not the point. Just because you can't doesn't mean you shouldn't. But again, if it's about the relations, yeah. so it's, is it about that's a good? So it's a very good question. Is it about the pregnancy or is it about the relations? Which one is the problem? Well, which Joseph one? didn't have. Uh, right. Well, Joseph wasn't starving. That's the point. He was the king. He was the right. best. That's he was Maduro. Point. He was Maduro. And you he wasn't starving. Maduro's starving. The point is, 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 he would he be perceived as a He's eating. We're going to talk about it. So that's that's we're going to. We're getting there. Okay. Um, it's fine. What do you mean? You can't do it. We want to hear the, okay. the class. <laughs> so, uh, so first of all, so immediately there's a question. So, so by the way, so that's what Lakish seems to be saying. What's his language again? Let me just make it. Make sure. Let's, let's just finish the paragraph actually. Um, so again, he's saying asur. He's saying it's sim seemingly an emphatic. It's prohibited to have. Marital relations in years of famine, and he quotes this passage. He goes on to say, um, "Tana." So this is important. An exception. This might answer some of your questions. Not all of them. It says, "If we was taught, banim, those lacking children, okay, Sons. <coughs> uh, children. Banim is a, that's the way you say children in, in Hebrew. There's, no, it's not. There's only two ways. There's only two. There's anyway. feminine and masculine. Anyway. So we usually we go with the masculine, depending anyway. on the. It's a grammatical yeah, statement. Yeah, yeah. Um, so those who have n not for, so now article puts in here, which is not correct in the in the translation. Those the little translations, those lacking children, they put in who have not fulfilled their obligation to procreate, which is not so clear. That means they're understanding it. They're going according to those opinions, and there's different opinions whether it's talking about not only if, it could be even you had children, but as long as you don't have the requisite amount of children, you can still continue to have marital relations even during years of famine. Two okay. sons and a Joseph had oh, one son, one daughter, Joseph did not have the, the the requisite amount. Well, it depends. Again, there's two. There's, there's different opinions as the requisite amount. Some say two sons, one daughter. Some say one son, one daughter. So uh, um, I don't know. If, I think he we never had a daughter either way. I think we pass in one son, one daughter. What? It's one son, one daughter, as far yeah. as no. Oh, so I mean, either way, it's a good point. Never had it. Oh, so that's a very yeah. good point. Yes, Manny's pointing out that Joseph would be allowed to have relations. So then the whole extrapolation the doesn't fit. So that's a very good point. Very good question. Okay, we'll, we'll just read a little more, just for the sake of calming everyone down. We're all riling them up a little more. So it continues. Um, the Tanur just to understand this concept of empathy with a suffering population. So the Gemara continues, Tanur the rabbis have taught, at the time when the people of Israel are steeped in distress, and one of them separates himself from the community and doesn't share in the pain of the communal pain as a whole. Again, so we're not talking about individual stories. We're talking about there's a, something, there's something on a communal level. Two ministering angels that accompany a person come, and they place their hands on his head, and they say, This uh, John Doe, who separated himself from the community, he will not see from in the cancellation of the community. And another Brisa continues, um, at the time the community is is steeped in distress. Al Yomar Adam, 
a person, a person who's doing okay, shouldn't say, I'm going to go home and have my, uh, my steak. I'm going to go home and eat. Again, it's not, it seems like here, and this is very important, we're broadening it to any stressful situation, not limited to, to uh, times of famine. So any communal uh, stress. Um, the, person, the person should not separate himself. Listen, I got steak in my freezer. I'm good. I'm going to go home and party. Um, and peace be upon you. If he does so, and he ignores the troubles of the community, on him the scripture says, Behold, rejoicing in happiness, um, slay cattle and slaughter sheep, eat meat and drink wine, because this is the famous line, party today, because tomorrow we may die. What's the, what's the English... Be drinking the Mary. So that comes from Tanakh. It's really a verse right here in Isaiah. That's where that comes from. Um, I just want to say. Well, let me finish my sentence. Let me finish my sentence. Maxiv Basrei. What does it say immediately after that sentence? After that pasuk? Vinigla, vinigla, b'aznei Hashem tzvakot. You are revealed to my ears, I Hashem, Master of Legions. I've sworn, surely this iniquity will not be atoned for you until you die. So meaning, um, it's not a good thing not to partake in and empathize with the community, with the folk. Yes, so what are we going to do? That does, it does make, without thinking uh, towards Rash Lakish or anything like that, when the whole community is suffering, if you go and celebrate, it's... I, I think it's generally accepted as not nice. Right. Well, he's yeah. saying more than not nice. He's saying it's prohibited. Yes, I understand. I'm he's not taking it to the next level. We'll see. That's not just right. I'm talking about so just included in, in, human, in human, human emotions. Yes, included in party. That's not nice. It shows a, a yeah. insensitivity. Lack, lack like insensitivity. Correct. Yes, I just want to point out. That so included part, in that. That part in the drinking. It's, it's one and the same, but, but uh, including yeah. in the eating and drinking is also marital relations. That's what he's saying. Yes. Sex included. Yes. Did the Egyptians, the prior to the arrival of his brothers, did the Egyptians were they aware that he was Jewish? Um, well, Joseph obviously not Jewish, think so. but did the Egyptians know he was Jewish? He was in prison. But did they know he was Jewish? Uh, I think, I think yeah, it says in the Torah that uh, they were, uh, that when they called him from the prison. To go and interpret uh, the Don't they say he's a Hebrew boy? Hebrew. I, think so, yeah, I think it says so. So they knew that was different, that's for sure. His kids were brought well, because, you know, it's one thing, he knows he's Jewish, but if he's going to be in sympathy with the community that's distressed, which is all of Egypt. Uh, well, that time there was no Jews. This was his Exactly. Community. So he's being in sympathy with the Egyptian community, okay. basically. So I, I'm not sure when we're talking about community. It's a good question. Let's say I live in a exactly. non-Jewish community. There's exactly. a national tragedy in the United States. We're Americans. We do have dual allegiance, but we are Americans. Don't say at it. The end. But Joseph's situation was a little, you know, a little weird. I mean, he's, he's um, like the yes. whose religion was, the, was decided in those days by the gods they worshipped. Mm -hmm. no, and uh, Joseph did not worship. They're extracting uh, their principles cause. from Joseph's behavior, even though his status and his relation yes. to the community that's in distress is not at all clear. Uh, even if they know he was here. Yes, uh, if you're a different if your religion, doesn't mean you're not part of that community. Right. I think it's true. Meaning, we're going to talk about that. It's a very good point. Meaning, as Jews. Let's say this this event that occurred in New Zealand, or the people in Venezuela. I mean, first of all, there is a problem because if you say you can't have sex, <laughs> times of tragedy. You never have sex. <laughs> right. So I mean, there's always 
things going on in the world. Today we live in a smaller world. We even here yeah, we are the world, right? right. So, you're so, so what's, how do you define community? How do you just a very valid point, which maybe the population is falling. So now, um, so Tosfos here, the uh, commentator on the side of the Talmud, seems to say something interesting. He says like this. He understands. He says he has a question. Um, you don't have it on your page there. I'm going to read it to you in the Aramaic slash Hebrew, whatever it is. Asula Adam Shamesh, he's going on this quote of Rish Lakish, and he says, Vim Tomar. He asks him a question. He says, Arei Yocheved, Nolda Benechamot. As we know, a few parshas on, once we get into the Exodus, the first parsha, parsha Shmos, um, it says, uh, no, sorry, way before that, apologize. Whenever the whole family, which is I think in Vayigash, next week's parsha, not next week, but next week in, after this parsha that we're reading here, so in parsha Vayigash is when the whole, they finally, Joseph reveals himself to his brothers, the whole family, then the whole family of Joseph moves down on down to Egypt, right? And it says the Torah states they came down with 70 people. Actually, says that uh, Shmos. But but the 70 there was a, at that point the family had 70 people in the family. Now the question is there if you do the math and they discuss all the commentaries discuss it. Yocheved, there's really 71. Um, it doesn't. The question is what happened to Yocheved or she's missing, whatever it is. So the Talmud says uh, the the commentaries and the Talmud discuss that Yocheved, who was the daughter. Of Amram, mm-hmm. right? Your heaven was the daughter of Amram. Daughter of Amram, Amram. Uh, Moses' mother. Of Levi, yes, Amram's granddaughter of Levi, wasn't it? Yes, Amram, your was the. She was mother. married to him. Amram granddaughter was, of Amram. was Moshe's husband. Yeah, father. Moshe's father. Yeah, so Yehovah was the daughter of Levi. It says Yehovah was the daughter of Levi. Was born It says as they were going down to Egypt. Um, between the walls, like on the border, so so to speak, in the detention center. Okay, so so um, so that's what she was born. The VP camp. Yeah. So now, um, so as Tosfos, according to this, what we're saying here, we're extrapolating that you're not supposed to have kids during times of famine. They were coming down to Egypt because of the famine, and we see that Levi's wife is giving birth to Yochavet. So that doesn't fit with this narrative. Hmm. That you're not supposed to have children during times of famine. So that's Tosfos' question. In Tomar, Yecheved Nolda Benachamot Voto Eid Eid Ravaya. At that time was times of famine. Clearly, because that's why they were moving to Egypt because they didn't have food. Shem um, He says you're not going to say it's a virgin birth. Clearly, they had relations in order to have Yecheved. I'll come later. Okay. That's what he says. He says, "Al kach shem and clearly they had relations b'shnei ravon during times of famine. So he tells his answers. Yeshlomar de lekuli alma lo have yaser. When we're when Yeshlakish is making a statement, it's prohibited. He's not saying it's prohibited for everyone. El lemisharotz alinagatz from bechasidus. He's saying it's a special um, what, what in halacha we call a midut midut chasidut, which means it's for holy people. This halacha, this statement of Yishlakish, he's not saying across the board, everyone is prohibited to have relations. People on a high level, like Yosef Atzadik, um, Joseph himself, he shouldn't be having relations. But the average doshmo, we're not going to prohibit marital relations for them. That's what he, that's what Tosa's answering. Um, I didn't know they had doshmos in those days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Plony, isn't that his name? Plony. So he says, uh, did he say something? I was just, I was just giving with Shalom. 
means a pious act, but it's not really prohibited for everyone. It's it's what we call an act of piety. Um, there's, there's many you find this many times throughout uh, Jewish law that it says this someone who's uh, uh, what's the language? Bal nefesh yachar. That means someone who's on that level should be strict. So actually, my rabbi always tells me it doesn't mean people today think. You know, people are always like being stringent in uh, certain communities. So he says it doesn't mean if you do that, you you're are pious. Yeah, right. Look who it means if pious. you're right. It means if you're on the level <laughs> that you're a pious person, then you should be strict in this matter. <laughs> but it doesn't mean by doing that you become pious. Okay, so that's a very important thing. You understand? So he says, um, so Tosa says, this was a pious act for people, for pious people. The Yosef Shimesh. But for the masses, of course, they can they can have relations. So that's it. So Tosa. So after they do this, like a Nazir, they should give a, a an offering? That's a different question. Right? Good question. But the point being here is Tosa saying it's not a law that's prohibiting marital relations, it's only for pious, you know, a pious act, so to speak. Um, so there's obvi- ab- the obvious question here is so first of all the Shulchan Aruch by the way he really disagrees with us if you turn the page by the way second. the story of Yocheved being born is also Midrash is that correct? Uh, <coughs> probably yeah. it's done from calculations of numbers the numbers don't fit Midrash on a Midrash um, no, there's sure. no, no midrash. I know. No, not. this is not a midrash. This is an extrapolation of a law. There's no midrash here. No, but you're saying the idea of this higher, whatever, attainment. No, Tosa is asking a question. The midrash doesn't fit with this extrapolation. Right. Tosa is answering the question by by so saying it's not a law. on the midrash. No, it's not, not extrapolation. On Torah. One second, one second, one second. There's no extrapolation. There's a there's you a midrash. We have a question. There's a contradiction There's between a the law. About a midrash. The question is from the midrash doesn't fit with the law. We That's try to correct, reconcile it's all areas Torah, of Torah. It's on midrash. The, the, about the, the contradiction is from a midrash. Even That's from a midrash, correct. we're going to ask a contradiction. Yes. I understand. It's not Torah. It's midrash. The, the problem that we're yes, discussing. Yes, the problem right is midrash. Hundred percent. Okay. Hundred percent. But he, and Manny's pointing out that it's not just a midrash, a nice story. It's because the math in the Torah doesn't fit with the numbers. No, I, right. I, so I, that's there are I, lots of explanations about the number. Yes. Lots. That's just okay. one answer. Could be. I only know that one, but you know more. You know more. I know. Okay, so so yeah. the halacha says like this. The Shochan by the way, clearly disagrees with Tosos. Shochan Aruch says, um, if you turn the page, sorry, I only I was too lazy to translate it, and I just copied it and pasted it. So it says mitzvah laharif. You could still turn it up. Mitzvah laharif laharif adam atzmo b'shnat ravon. So the Shochan says it's a mitzvah. Interesting. It doesn't. Um, it's a mitzvah. I'm not sure what that means in this context. To starve yourself um, during times of famine. Again, it doesn't mean starve yourself in the literal sense, but hold back. Um, and it's prohibited to have marital relations. Okay? So that's so it's very clear the Shokanarch understands Rishlaki's statement on at face value that it's a prohibition. It's not just a midut chasidut. It doesn't say it's an extra it's nice added pious act. It's saying it's prohibited. It's yeah. So I've probably just been oblivious to this in the past, but this seems to be saying that having marital relations is normally fine just for the fun of it. 
as 100%. opposed to the purpose of procreation. A hundred percent. Judaism so is very I, I don't recall the hearing before that That's the marital the relations are can can be just for pleasure without the intent yeah, of so procreation. You, you is, is that uh, true? You should have come here a long time ago. You would have heard it. All right. Um, <laughs> and I think, I think it goes even further. They say anything you do in the bedroom is pretty much okay. Talking about sex. As long as it brings you pleasure. It's 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 I missed it. And it even says that in other places, how often uh, you have sex with your wife, depending upon your profession. Really? Yeah, no. The, first of all, I just want to make, once we're on the cut. Yes, the, the, let me just explain it very clear, concisely and clearly. Just should not be any uh, misconceptions here. That you know, sex, there's two purposes to sex. One is obviously procreation, but the, ter- the halacha is very clear that a prime purpose of sex is to pleasure your partner. There that's you part go. of it. That's it's not, not for your own self pleasure, yes. Your You're right. Not to, to okay, give. So yeah, yeah. on Cindy tonight. <laughs> 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 being taped there. Really. Yes, no, but uh, but it is a message. not a Talmudic scholar. Right. By the way, the woman just also to make sure it's clear. The woman has no obligations to the man. It's only the man has an obligation to to the woman. So. There's no uh, woman has has no you obligation to tell for that. It's the first thing that Rob Ron agrees with the Talmud. Write that down. Everyone write that for word that day. Okay, so um kind of pshita. So now um so but just to finish this halacha, so the, the Shulchan Aruch goes on to say, the exception to this rule of the prohibition of marital relations during times of famine is leil tefillah, it throws in something else which the Talmud did not say, that means the night, and this is again relevant to your question as we're going to see, it says except the night that the woman goes to the mikvah. As we know in Judaism there's a cycle, so uh, when the woman has her cycle she has to wait, um, she has to have seven clean days prior to resuming marital relations. The night she goes to the mikvah, there's a special mitzvah to have marital relations on that specific night. So since that's, even during times of famine, the Shulchan is saying, that's okay, because that's a special mitzvah. And for those that don't have children, and there, as we're going to see, there's a lot of discussion, as does it mean, even if you have children, the night of the mikvah is permitted, or it's only for those that don't have children, is it one thing, and how does that work? So we'll get to those explanations too, but I want to g- get back to, so I just wanted to point out that the Shulchan Aruch and Tosos are disagreeing here. So, so I'm just, sorry, just to again address your point. It's clear, if you understand that the, ta- the Shulchan Aruch statement is the night of the mikvah is permitted even um, if you have children, that means it's clearly saying just for the purpose of pleasure, even during famine, that one night you have okay. to, to, to... You're allowed. Right, to, to, in order to um, satisfy the needs of your partner, you're allowed to... You're allowed to it's have not necessarily negating what Tosafot is saying, because it's accepting their uh, notion that it's a mitzvah not to have sex. It's just offering exception. No, no, I'm saying the first part is negating the saying, it's not saying it's only midut chasidut, it's not saying it's only for pious people. Tosa says, in order to answer the problem from the Medrash, Tosa says we're only referring to pi- the prohibition is only for power, not even prohibition, it's a pious... Shulchan Aruch, exactly, so he is negating Tosa, meaning in the sense of, there's two opinions as to how to understand Rish Lakish's statement. Is it a midut chasidut? Only it's a pious, a nice pious thing to withhold relations? Or is it prohibition? Prohibited so for everyone. Tosfo is the one who said, asked 
about your habit? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. So, so I'm just trying to understand this. So it sounds to me like, like the bottom line is that marital relations for pleasure are okay during a famine, but mm. not to procreate because mm. you would not, you would no. not create no, no, a child no. during... No, I disagree. No, it's only a special one. We give you a one night. We understand. Listen, first of all, we're not, we're not Catholics. We don't, we're not, uh, what's the word? Abstaining. Right, we don't abstain from sex. It's not a, in Judaism, sex is a good thing. Well, it's a mitzvah. What we're saying is, during famine, there's a concept of empathy. This is the way I understand it. Um, but even in terms of famine, you still have an obligation to your wife, to your partner. And therefore, on the night of mikvah, that, that obligation still stands. The rest of the time, that's only once a month. Okay? So the rest of the time, you still have to abstain. That's what we're saying, even for, ple- for pleasure. Like a Jewish concept to me. <laughs> okay, so... But, uh, but we're, we're, we're giving exceptions to the abstentation. That, that's the word. Okay? Surprising Joseph didn't have more children. I'm up, I didn't eat today. Okay, but it's about sex. It should be exciting. Okay, so... And also, the other exception... Is if someone doesn't have kids. If you learn the two different exceptions. Right, so it sounds like there's plenty of loopholes. Oh, of course. Thank you. Okay, that was the rabbi's purpose. Thanks, God. Okay. So now, um, so I just want to address the Torah to me, my ear. Um, there's a commentary on the Chumash, a more modern day com- commentary, lived in. Died when, in when 1920, you, 30. You talk about loopholes. You, it means you've got an agenda that you want to achieve. Yes. I don't think that they. I don't think that they. <laughs> got <married> late. <laughs> for an agenda, yeah. They yeah, have sex. That's fine. The, the these rabbis. They wanted a lot of sex. Like the Kish wanted to have sex with his wife on the night of the mikvahs. That's how rabbis make a living: is helping you find the exceptions <laughs> exactly. of the loopholes. He's not, there's no agenda. He's not saying it's agenda. What we're saying is, there's a, just like in all Jewish law, there's a, there's a principle. No, listen, no, no, on the contrary. There's a principle. We have in all halacha, we have a principle, and then there are exceptions to that principle. So this is no different. We have a prohibition here, but there are exceptions to the rule. That's what we say. Yeah, but the, the reason they're doing it is not trying to, to, to achieve something on the other side, personally, personally on the other side. That's, uh, Ron might disagree with that. Well, Got it. He's got, we, we go different communities. <laughs> this gets at a fundamental issue about the world in general, governance, so and human nature. Is. You can't pass laws that nobody's going to obey. So since people want to have exactly. sex, particularly men, That's the to have a law to say you can't have sex and make everybody a sinner is just not you going know, to work. 100%. The there's principle a, is great, principle. but the realistic... Yes, there is a, there's a lucky principle called... Um, that means the, the rabbis understood that even when they made any type of law or injunction, they, it has to be something that is attainable, meaning if it's not, is that the right word? Attainable. Attainable, attainable or tenable. 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 Right, no. it's not tenable. So, so meaning if, if they understand that it's not just not going to work, which they have in history, they have passed certain injunctions, throughout history that didn't work and therefore they repealed them. They understand. It's like prohibition. In certain sense, yes. Yeah. So, so Ron is correct, or Shelley, whoever is saying it, that Shelley, that uh, you, you know, it's meaning there has to be, it has to be workable. To say you can't have sex for seven years in a famine, that it's not going to work for most people. The, uh, 
Marijuana. AOC, I'm not going to be political about this, it represents a strand of thinking that goes way back, that you fundamentally adhere to a principle no matter how ridiculous it is, and no, no matter how counter to human nature it is. The rabbis are offering an opposite vision. Say, this clearly is not going to work. You can't tell people you must abstain from sex, because nobody's going to do it, and then you get disrespect for the law and everything else. It's just not going to work. So they're constantly trying to align the Torah and the interpretation of with human nature and their own observations. I mean, as you experience right, can teach you Listen, a lot. look at, and I, I'm not saying, uh, not bashing any other communities, but if you look at Catholicism, they're having so many problems yeah. because they went against human nature. I mean, they, they set a law which you can't have, can't touch a woman, you can't touch, so it Crazy. just doesn't work. It's impossible. You can't change a, a human being. You can't change, change nature. nature. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's like pushing, you push a, a balloon on this side, it pops out somewhere else. So you can pass any law you want, but it's gonna, it, it's not gonna work. As you see. If you create some tension like that, it'll come out sideways. Mm. All right, they won't have sex with men, they'll have, uh, with women, they'll have sex with little boys. I mean, it's crazy. You get, that's not the way the human, human beings are made. Okay, okay, so, um, where were we? So, you're about to. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're talking about the Pope. Okay. <laughs> okay. So now, so that, so just. You know, you, he might be right. Be you might be right. <clears throat> but no, I mean, when you when you're you. looking at Who's the Talmud, right? <laughs> no one in okay. this room. Yeah. Uh, so, so so, but when you're looking at Talmud, uh, to make your own conclusions like that, I believe that's not the way we should be doing it. You might be right, and uh, like you say, you you shoo away the bird from the eggs because you're sympathetic to the the, the bird. You might be right, but that you that's your own conclusion. That's not a Talmudic conclusion. Yeah, but hey, what that's we're a, saying here, the the, 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 aware of, the Talmud makes the exception here in this case. Yeah. The Talmud it's says, yes, but it doesn't say because of the nature of man. Oh that yes, why? Yeah, but that yeah, he's exactly. doing that's it. That's not true. Right, wait, but wait, that's wait, implied. Wait, that's wait one second. So it's not true. Many, uh, I disagree with you in this case. Meaning, we don't apply reason to the God's laws, to the Talmud. We do apply reasoning. You're allowed to, we can rationalize what the Talmud say. We can't rationalize what God is saying. If the Torah says a law, we can't say, well, God, this is what God meant. You don't eat uh, pork because it's uh, tricking us. Okay. I'm saying this is not, this is this not, is not we're extrapolating mm -hmm. from, of course, from the Torah, but the, the Talmud is telling you the reason. It's empathy. The assumption is meaning it's talking about the kind of, we understand the reason and we could, ex we could apply rationale try to apply rationale. There's nothing for, wrong. For, 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 for rabbis. For we rabbis, try to, we, we try can, to rationalize okay. rabbis. For God, we can't. Right. You can't rationalize God. You're right. You Sorry. Uh, yeah. just, just to carry try. You want to explain that to them? Because just, I, uh, just to add to that, the, the, uh, um, the argument about with the oven coils and the walls closing in and the river running backwards, it's saying that you know men have to, these extraordinary things can't determine how we interpret the law. It's for men to decide based upon their own experiences and or whatever. I mean, well, within the principles of, of, of right, Torah, yeah. Given right. the Torah, what is it? How do we interpret that? That's for us to decide because yes. God's not going to come down every time we have an argument and settle it for us. We have to figure it out and ourselves. Down here and I settle it. Thank you, Ed. Feel <laughs> 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 better now. <laughs> so now the the, uh, the problem is like this: the Torah to me. So getting back. So again, we have. I'm going to get to, by the way, the practical application of this, not today. We'll have to get to in future weeks. But uh, meaning to medicine and to AOC and to Facebook, whatever else, in New Zealand. We'll, we'll continue to discuss that. But um, just to 
first to get the background. So again, we have till now, I think after everything we've said, um, is we have an argument be seemingly between, Tosus seems to be saying, interpreting it very different than the Shulchan Aruch and a simple interpretation, which is there's a prohibition to have um, uh, marital relations during times of famine. Tosfor is also creating a huge treasure. loophole by just limiting to Yes, Tosfor is bigger loophole. saying there is no law. Tosfor is saying there is no law. It's just a, a nice midut chasidut. It's a nice pious thing, but it's not a law. Okay, that's very different. That's, so according to Tosfor, it, it shouldn't be in the Shulchan Okay, now the problem is Tosfor's answer is so it's a midut chasidut. So therefore it only applies to Joseph. So the Torah Tremah, again, who is a well, modern-day commentary, asks an obvious question, which is, what, Levi's chopped liver? Right, um, exactly. You know, saying, Joseph, he had this law, he was pious. But Levi, who was one of the 12 tribes, what was he? He wasn't, he Chop was just a <laughs> Joe Schmo? So that's his question. That would be a bill of attainder, which is a, a law passed to affect only one person, which is... Well, it's not a law, really. What we're saying is, it's no, it's not, again, according to those, it's not a law. It's what we call a pious act. It's a nice thing. You want to, you know... Uh, Another example, whatever. There are many things we find. It's it's a nice, it's extra credit. Okay, you want to donate a kidney to someone? It's a beautiful thing. You're not obligated to. It's not a law. We're not. We can't mandate that you should donate a kidney. If you do it, it's a it's a beautiful thing. You get a mitzvah. You're gonna go to, go to heaven. Your kidney won't, but you will. All right. So so um, so that's but so that's what we're saying. It's not a law. It's not mandated, according to what I understand. Those. So so he's asking here. He says, "You need kashimod, loma levi ben Yaakov." Levi, the son of Jacob, to say, he said it's very troubling to say, he was just one of the masses. Levi, we view the 12 tribes as uh, pretty big. We tried to view them and put them on a pedestal. But I love how Mary says about Levi, he brings different verses. What Jacob said about him um, in, his, in his deathbed, in, in Zot Abrach, it says, Moshe to Mecha, Ish Right, Levi was uh, actually one of the holy tribes. Says they all studied Torah. They weren't enslaved, according to the Medrash, because uh, they they studied Torah. All day. Um, and they weren't also part of the sin of the golden calf. So to say about Levi, he was just a Joe Schmo and did as the masses. He says he doesn't doesn't make sense. Um, and his answer. Venera. So I don't know. Yeah, Venera <laughs> beard So it says it seems to me to explain the, his words. He says an interesting thing, very important concept. It's very relevant practically. He's saying, Tosis doesn't mean that there's something for special people and there's the masses. What he's saying is that there's the rule, Reish Lakish's rule, because also it doesn't, Tosis really doesn't fit with the Talmud. Right. Reish Lakish says Asur, it's prohibited. Tosis say no, it's not really prohibited, it's just a nice, pious act. Says the Torah Tmim, he says a beautiful thing, which no one else states. He understands, he says, of course it's prohibited. But the prohibition Reish Lakish is saying, you are a guy who's living on the high. Now, is everyone else, you, you know, chose. lost their 401ks and whatever it is, and now the, the, the economy crashed, but you happen to have cash under your mattress. So you are going to still be able to eat, to have steak. Everyone else is suffering because they lost, the, the stock market crashed. So then you have to simply, so that's, that's the guy Rish Lakish um, is talking about. Sorry. Yeah, that's the guy Rish Lakish is saying um, is prohibited. And Tos is saying that's a mitut chasidut. Okay, that's a pious thing. But for the guys, uh, but for the guy himself, let's say you're the one who lost your whole portfolio, stock market crashed. You're also starving. You have nothing to eat. Okay, so of course we're not telling that guy 
not to have pleasure, that would be counterproductive. If the guy himself, you know, it's like telling the guy in Venezuela, you know, don't, uh, the guy gets a steak, you can't eat the steak. So that's ridiculous. Meaning, if you're within the midst of the suffering, he's saying you're the one who's also starving, of course you don't have to hold back so from I'm marital I'm relations. I'm Let me explain what we're in the suffering. Oh, exactly. So he says, jo it's only, Tos is saying it for Joseph, who he was the viceroy in Egypt, and he had storehouses, he could have filet mignon for breakfast, he could have steak and eggs for breakfast every morning, even though people were starving. So he's the one who has this midut chasidut? No, you have to empathize. Rish Lakish is talking about for him, but for a guy himself who's within, who's who's suffering himself, of course he shouldn't have to hold back from relations. That would be counterproductive, um, because he he needs the boost. Doesn't have much else. Yeah, I'm saying what else do you got? The logic still doesn't work yeah. when you're using the word mitzvah, because yeah. Rish Lakish is yeah. not talking about midut chasidim. Rish Lakish is talking about. Chasidim, the, same thing. Yeah, yeah. He's talking about an obligation. So you're talking about the person that has cash in the mattress that's eating steak. You're saying it's not just a nice thing, it's an obligation. The, that's to what Rish Lakish is saying. To, uh, the, to the wealthy person, that that yes. wealthy person for seven years yes, should not have sex with his wife. And so the question is, it's not a nice thing. Rish Lakish is saying it's an obligation. Um, and that's a problem. So, it's a so I think that's no, so a problem. So one second. So that's I, a problem with that logic that you just presented. So let, let me. I hear your point. Let me. Let me. Let me just make sure I understand. If it part. were just a nice thing, I would agree with you. But that's not what racial. So it's sort of says. like a bill of attainder for rich people, which is not fair. It sounds weird. Duh. What? Why it just doesn't make sense, even in that logic. No, I'm saying it, it, the, the concept, forget I understand you should, be, you should not no, I'm saying be the concept, overly celebratory. No, I'm saying the concept makes sense. That what we're saying is if you're, you yourself are suffering, we're not going to tell you, suffer more. That's like I cruel. Just, I agree with that. Right, so that concept makes sense. Side? And on the other side, what we're saying is if you're, but if you're not uh -huh. part of the suffering, and but you're in that community, then, then either, you, according to the Shulchanah, you still have an obligation. Ah, that's the problem. And according to Tosos, yeah. Yes. According to to according you to Tosos, to me the Chassidut. Why not? If what we're saying is, if you're not part of the suffering, you still have to empathize with the what community. What if you made good choices and your good choices happen to protect That's, you? That doesn't like protect you from empathy. What we're saying is, one second, one thing I want to address for one point. That's a valid point. Meaning, what we're saying is, again, if it's a law about empathy, so meaning just because you made the right choice, I always feel like that many times. I tell like. Listen, they, they messed up, they made the wrong choices, so why should I? That's their problem. I, I have this argument in my shul every morning, and people but come late the other side. for Kaddish, and then we have to choices. say an extra Kaddish for them at the end. Why? They chose made, to wake up late, so it's their problem. If you had good choices, and you happen to have, I agree, you shouldn't overly party in front of people who are suffering, but that doesn't mean you necessarily are obligated to so, never so, have sex so again, for seven years. Not never, there's an exception. For seven years. No, there's an exception. But he mm -hmm. says it's an obligation. Feel but my point is, no, I'm saying I hear your point, but I'm saying is I, I disagree with you in the logic. Meaning, what we're saying is the Torah is mandating empathy here, according to... I'm with that, to for sure. So that means, yes, it's an obligation. Empathy is an obligation, what is what we're saying, according to at least the Shachanar. Therefore, during years of famine, you are obligated to empathize. How do you do that? By not doing things that bring you pleasure. That's what they're saying. Can I add something I mean, to this uh, statement? Who, who wrote this, by the way? It's poetry. His name is uh, Yechiel Michal Epstein. Uh, no. So, Let me make sure I'm something there may, be, there may be actually more to this. It may not be just that you have to be fortunate that you have food. It may also be that you're a public figure, which Joseph is. 
That's the same thing. No one mentioned that. No that that's that, a different answer. And I like that. That's that would make answer. more sense that you're a public figure. In other words, you have enough food. Yeah, who cares? No, you, nobody really knows what you're doing. But a public figure like Joseph. It's like the leaders in Gaza, you know, drive around there. Exactly. Like, Bentleys, and I, I think the Bible would support that in the sense that kings have different obligations than, say, Joe Schmo. So in this case, Joseph's the. So that's a different answer. I like that. No one says that. I haven't seen anyone say. You it can yet. have that one. Okay. You can I haven't seen anyone who says that answer. Yes, so that's a different answer. With Moses, by the way. Right, the, the first original. There, there, right. does, there, be, does, yeah. there may be an opposite side to that as well. And you actually just demonstrated exactly what you're saying because no. you said in Gaza, where the leaders drive Bentleys and stuff and that's like. So you are now in the in the in the in the in the, in the, in the seat of the observer. And you made that observation personally. You just made it. Yeah. So what? And that is what people do. It's a problem. Right. Be saying it it is. It's a problem. It's a say If you're a public figure and you have a lot of wealth and your people are starving, it to to show that off would be a sin. It's a mitzvah, like the an obligation to not do that. So, so I think to your point, that it raises the question: Is the mitzvah personal? To, personally having empathy and incorporating that empathy into their own life or is it uh, showing the empathy Projecting. outwardly so that others see it and it, it doesn't matter if you do something right, privately. So the fact that we're discussing matter relations, the assumption is that's in private. And we're saying even in private, and that's the, that's the clear assumption. Okay. Um, because, and it's interesting, it's a very good point, because you picked that. We didn't discuss driving around in a Bentley. We discussed, you know, meaning Gamar didn't say don't drive around <coughs> on your white horse. Nice charity. Right. Charity. Um, right. It said don't have marital relations, which is interesting, meaning it's telling you, even in private, you should not be partying. I'm going to go to my house, I'll close the door. I'm not, uh, you know, making a big party in the middle of the city. So that's also a problem, meaning it's about generating this empathy within yourself. In other words, if you really empathize with what's going on in the community, then you're not going to be doing that, even in private. That's what the Gemara is saying, which is a fascinating thing, which gets but back it, to the thing. It, it does make sense. It's advising you to be empathic, but it's not obligating you. But someone like Joseph, who has all the money and the food in the world, and is a public figure, well, he is obligated. Well, according to him, he's, according to the way he's saying it, you're right. He's saying only those people. Not, he's not stressing public figure. Well, by the way, he does mention it. He says his language is, Kemar, Shirim, Gedolim. Rich, very rich people of Bali, also Tua, people who have storehouses of Tua, which might have came because of the, yeah. they made good choices right. and good investments. Um, or uh, they But he doesn't say, it's not the leadership necessarily, it's more, he's stressing, you, you know, they're rich, you're, you're not suffering. They have reason but, not to be empathic, because they're not going to get it, they're not starving, they're not going to yeah, get it. exactly, so those, but you still have to be empathic, that's what he's saying, is the, it's only on those. Um, as opposed to on, on the masses. Therefore, that's why Levy did not have the obligation. And therefore, he, you know, he's really saying in Levy. Right. So it doesn't really fit in, and I think Ron's correct, it doesn't fit with the words and with the narration here. But it's a nice, it's a nice difference. It's still a nice shot. So we'll stop here and we'll hopefully continue next. Thank you.